My name is Pete. Most of you know that, don't you? Yeah. Hi. So we talked a bit about uh, past, and Stan has uh, helped us to uh, remember some of the um, journey that we started on five years ago. Uh, we want to talk a bit now about the present, about the journey of the last five years and what we've learned through those five years. I know that um, as I look around the um, many of you, most of you, that, uh, that will have stories to tell regarding that. Unfortunately, we only have a few minutes, so um, we have uh, pre-primed uh, a few folk to share with us and uh, to, uh, to answer the question. I have the question here. What has Jesus taught you about what it means to be his church in the last five years? So we're going to try that, maximum of two minutes each. We're going to start with John, but he doesn't take two minutes. Yeah, I know we're supposed to be primed, and I'm not. Um, I didn't. I got overwhelmed by everything this morning. I wasn't expecting it. But uh, what Jesus has taught me is that we are locked together as a family, um, a community together um, that is going to fail him, but he's going to stay with us. He's going to stay with us always, and as long as um, we keep focusing on him and keep focusing people on Jesus and what he has done for us, um, he will succeed, and we get to share in that victory. And we may not be doing it here together all the time, um, but we will be doing it because there's a larger community, a larger church around us uh, that we are a part of, all of God's family. So I thought about the phrase, like, what does it mean to be God's church? You know, we talk about that as Christians. What does it mean to be the church? And I think over the last five years, I learned an awful lot about that. And um, this is an incredible group of people who knows how to love each other really well. You guys babysit each other's children, drive each other places, loan out your cars, your lawn equipment, your homes. You live with each other. You write big checks when you need to. Um, this is a phenomenal group of people. Um, but it's not enough for us to exist just for ourselves and to always be doing for one another. We have to do um, we have to be as equally happy and willing to do whatever God calls us to do for our community as well. And um, it's not enough to just go and do good things like, you know, visit nursing homes and help people with their, carry their groceries to their car or buy a coffee and, you know, pay forward kind of things. Those are all great things. You shouldn't stop doing those things. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that if we just go out and do those things but never reveal the one who sent us to do them, then we're no different than anybody who doesn't know Jesus and goes out and does good things. I know a lot of people do a lot of good things, uh, but they don't know Jesus yet. And we're supposed to tell people about the one who sent us. And um, so we should be, we should be um, doing everything that we do with gospel intentionality. We should be really thinking about uh, the one who sent us and why he's sending us. And we should be willing to say yes to the things he's sending us to do. And that's what I've learned over the last five years. Thank you both. I'm going to uh, Aaron next, and he's um, busy doing something else. I don't know. <laughs> what have you learned in the last five years? Yeah, like John, I think, you know, I really... When Jay first asked this question, my immediate response was, wow, that's a big question. To which he said, that's why I've given you enough time to think about it. Um, but honestly, I think that question 
you know, what has God taught us collectively? He's taught us each in individually, like, huge lessons, great lessons. Um, and I really just kept asking him, like, Lord, what, from my perspective, what have you taught our church? What is, like, the most important thing, if I could boil it down to one thing? And I, I feel like he just kind of revealed the verse to me that says, build one, up, one another up. Um, you know, like, that love is the cornerstone of all that we do. And that love, like, flows from, as we meditate on God's love, he empowers us to build one another up with a love that we don't possess. A love that looks past the shortcomings that we all have. A love that focuses on the potential in each other and the potential of what God's doing. And kind of, you don't miss the problems. They're always going to be there. But we focus on, by faith, what God is doing and the potential of his church. And it's amazing to look back because it doesn't feel like five years. What's funny is that last night, um, it's kind of, this has nothing to do with anything you should learn today. But two minutes. Um, I, was re I was repairing a ceiling fan that I broke on our first uh, small group meeting. This is more than five years ago. Which Jay said he would actually come over and repair with me the day after my head hit it and split my head open. And I was like, no, I got it. It took me eight years to repair that. It seems like it just happened. It just happened. But um, I think that's what I'm saying is that's evidence of that. I really love to be a part of this community. Time flies, and it's amazing what God has done, he is doing, and what he will do. Thank you. I'm coming to the back now. Andrew. Morning. Um, when Jay asked me this question, I kind of sat and chatted with Johan about it, and, and what we remember the most when we first came here. We haven't been here since the beginning. We started a year in. Um, when we first walked in the doors at Cultivate, it was so evident to us that this is a group of people that love unconditionally and serve each other unconditionally, even though we are broken and messed up people in this world. We're not putting on a front or a show. And what the imagery that just kept rolling around in my head as I was thinking about this question was that we are Christ's body and he's the head. And without him leading us, it is so evident to me that we are just filled with his spirit and led as a church to do his work by his grace. Um, not because of anything that we're special in any way. Um, and just what I've seen over the past five or four years for, for myself of, of us growing was, obviously we've been missionally minded since the beginning with the garden and the pantry and everything, but to see the shift in being missionally focused in our communities and going out and living, living the gospel message out in our everyday lives, in our, when you go to the gym, when you go to your kids' soccer games, when you're at work, um, so many faces that have shown up here and people who come to know the Lord and started to come to our, our church gathering on Sundays have been because we've talked about the hope and the joy that we have through Christ in our everyday lives. And that, to me, has been uh, the most impactful for me being a part of this community um, and what I've seen the most evidence of here as well. Thank you. Is Bart here? Let's see, Bart. I'm coming to Carol. Where did you go, Carol? I've lost you. Oh, there you are. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right. Um, I think what's really made an impression on me has been um, that 
story. I love stories, and I feel like I learned so much about it. That's really resonated with me, and I hope all of us. And, you know, when we hear each other's stories or parts of their stories, we see oh, I didn't, how amazing God is. And, um, and that Jesus, to quote, really is the real thing. And that um, we don't just have a form of godliness and denying God's power, but we hopefully really do, um, you know, let God's power shine. And I think people see that. And I pray that we will continue so that, you know, we talk about resonating within South Jersey and that when people see us, that they will see God and his power. And if you haven't, Jay has talked about this wonderful book, uh, Jesus, the Storybook Bible, and it distills the essence of God's story down into a children's book. And this phrase is said throughout or something similar and just so beautiful. Um, I got this from page 134. Wherever I go, I know God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love will go to. So I hope that I think we've all learned, at least gotten a glimpse of that. And if we haven't heard people's stories in a small context, we've at least heard it from up there or around. So I pray that we continue to grow in that and have bigger glimpses. Thank you, Carol. I'm coming to you, Tom. This is a bit fun walking around with the microphone. Hi. Um, Jay always asks the question, what would, would the community recognize or, or notice if Cultivate disappeared? And if we were just doing church one or two hours a week, the community wouldn't notice that at all. They wouldn't miss us. But by being the church, for every one of those 168 hours in a week, they would truly notice if we disappeared. It is about what we do with every moment and those opportunities that, that by being out there, that Jesus can use us to affect others and interact with the, the rest of the community in our lives. The, um, as far as the garden, the, uh, the idea of that actually precedes Cultivate. It was during that period of turmoil, and I remember standing in Beth's kitchen when we were still dating and just being called that we've been given this incredible gift of this property here and that we had... Um, uh, it, this, this image kept coming in my mind that we have this fertile ground that we need to do something with and reach out to the community, and, and that's where, where that came from. Um, the fact that we were able to, to pull it off with, with no plan, with no, no ability, with no um, experience, with no funds, and be able to pull that off that first year, and, and also not even knowing if the community would respond, um, is a testament to, to God's provision and, um, and to all the hard work and faith that everyone of, who was involved in it uh, uh, blindly just stepped into that to, to do. Um, we have several gardeners that 
have been with us since the very beginning or near the beginning. They've taken a leadership role in it. Um, and there's been a lot of food that's been provided to a lot of families as sort of the side benefit of that. Um, the result of the garden is that community happened. Thank you, Tom. So, um, Jay gave me the question last night, and I was trying to ponder. Then I thought, um, so, so some of you know that I've been in Chicago all week, right? Some of you know that at least. I'm waiting for my second grandson, who is still not here. Um, he didn't want anything to do with 2015, and he's uh, still resisting. So, um, so being in Schaumburg, Illinois, a, a suburb of Chicago, I happened to be um, uh, at my daughter's church last weekend, which is Willow Creek. Now, for those of you that know Willow Creek, that is a mega church in any definition you care to use. Um, it's like being in a massive cinema. The stage is bigger than this building. It's just enormous. There are bass notes coming from the drums that I didn't know existed. I, I understand, Kurt, why you complain about the sound sometimes. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing as an experience, you know, but I sat there in the, in, the, um, in the congregation on the first balcony. There are two balconies on the first balcony, and it's just amazingly impersonal. It was amazing how you didn't know anybody around you, and it's as though they didn't know each other. And it, it was just like a performance. And it, it just so contrasts with what God has given us here, doesn't it? It's such a contrast. And God has led us on a different route. He's led us on a route of community, of reaching out in a local community, and uh, a community together, which several of you have spoken about, which is so precious. So let's just thank him for that and honor him for that as we go forwards. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Lord, we thank you for five years of blessing. We thank you for your grace that is poured out upon us. We thank you, Lord, for changed lives. We thank you, Lord, that you are growing disciples for you. We thank you, Lord, for your saving grace. We ask, Lord, as we continue with you, Lord, that you would lead us, that your kingdom be built, that your kingdom come, that your will be done for your glory, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you continue to strengthen us and lead us out and, and show us new ways. But never let us forget, Lord, where we have come from and where you have made us. Thank you, Lord. In the name, precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.